0: Hello. Hi, John. Hi, Merlin. How's it going? Merlin, man. You want to stick on the last one? You want to stick? I don't know. It's up to you. It's your call. Mm. That's your side. Ready? That's your, that's your side. Would you be mad if I did it again? Go ahead. When I mean, you get sick of it, you tell me. You ready? Yeah. John! Ah! <laughs> <laughs> See? I think it's working You, if you like it. You didn't grumble. You've you grumbled at a lot of them. You didn't like I Mercedes, I, Mercedes. I really liked boy. your
1: performance of that one.
0: You know why? I, <coughs> it's invested. I, I have owned it. Mm-hmm. I penetrated that performance. When you invest yourself in something, Ugh. you really do go all the way. That's when trouble starts. It's the investment that hurts.
1: When you invested yourself in baking bacon. Thank you. That changed
0: everybody's lives. You know, I'm, I'm, lives. Like a, I'm like a lady when you come to our, our house. Mm. i really <laughs> you just made my sound i am i'm like a lady i i mean my my wife's like a lady all the time where she wants you to be comfortable i don't know why she cares so much about you being comfortable but we go shopping for you mm-hmm. we bought you i told i told you what my daughter said we We were the day before you arrived for your last visit here it's been long enough we can talk about this um we went to the lucky formerly um albertson's and right. uh, we filled a grocery cart with food in anticipation now it's not that you're always gonna eat or drink everything we get but we have learned right it is it, it pays to prepare
1: sure you want to have a full selection of different fruity juices
0: well you know yes fizzy waters fizzy waters we want you to have enough flexibility that you could make at least three kinds of fruity pleasers yeah. of you're choosing and i've shared this with you may i share with our audience what i said to my daughter please okay my daughter's in the cart we're rolling along she's eating her goldfish crackers and she says daddy why are we buying so much stuff <laughs> and i said because we love uncle john and and anytime that uncle john is not talking he's eating mm. <laughs> <laughs> and then she went back to eating her goldfish crackers she probably didn't even hear the end of it yeah. she did not really care yeah. She's just well, conniving just, I, for was, the next thing that she wants.
1: It was much more confusing to me why you had covered everything in your house with Saran wrap.
0: Yeah. That's well, a new development. It, it we bought we bought a kind of a, it's actually a, a, a dow polyplastic, I think it's called. I got to look at the invoice, but it's it's a very imagine an industrial grade Saran wrap. Like it's rated for people from Alaska. Right, cuz you knew I had a, a silicone allergy. <laughs> See, I'm like a lady. I'm, I'm like a lady. I'm thinking about don't make John cough any more than he has to.
1: Well, you know, you are one of those men who has embraced the idea that being a modern man means being uh, sensitive to other people. You mean a pussy? I, I wasn't going to say pussy. Okay, thank you. I, I was going to say, uh, you know, considerate. Vagina. <laughs> <laughs> Well, you know
0: what it is? I always so look forward. I'm I'm
1: one of those guys who's practicing the older style of being a man, which
0: is to be uh, unaware of other people, which is hoping (laughs) but not trying that hard to not have things fall on the floor. Like hoping no one sees it, but not going nuts to make sure. You
1: know, if I'm eating something and it falls and something, a bit of it falls on the floor, I do. I'm a very considerate person in that I put my foot on it right away. (laughs) So you don't even. You don't even have to think about it.
0: Tonight we're going to play a game called <laughs> "One of Us Doesn't Get a Cutlet." <laughs> it's going to be musical cutlets. But no, I like that about you. You're a uh, you're uh, you're still having trouble closing the door when you urinate, which is uh, not, it's not trouble. It's just that I my daughter I don't know if my daughter needs to see that. You know, you know what?
1: I don't want to. I don't want to talk too much about your house. No, but you have one of those bathroom doors that if you close it ninety eight percent of the way, yes. it appears to it appears to be closed, or it appears to be ninety eight percent closed, which is about. As much as I want to close a bathroom door.
0: Oh, no. I, then, so if I accept your policy. I'm sorry. Yeah, I totally accept you're it. you're standing at... Well, the, now, you're, now you're doing something else. You're not thinking about doors.
1: You're standing at the toilet. Mm-hmm. And then the door starts to, just on its own, swing open... And then you're you're right at the point in a in a urination where yeah. you're fully you're fully committed.
0: A twenty year old man could stop and close the door, but that's going to be that could be that could be a week in bed for you. You know, yeah, it's uh,
1: I haven't been doing my Kegel exercises, mm. and I and then then you hear the doorknob slam into the wall, and you turn around and you're just there in front of God and everybody. <laughs> and there's and a four
0: year old holding an Iron Man comic yeah,
1: book. <laughs> your little four year old with an Iron Man comic and some goldfish crackers going. <laughs>
0: What am I seeing? What is this? Because, because Eleanor, when Uncle John is not eating or talking, he yes. is urinating prodigiously. I, I, think, I think our house might have once been owned by German expressionists, because there's parts of it that feel a little bit cabinet of Dr. Caligari. There are a lot of non-right angles that are very subtle. and I It's yes, like what the you're,
1: Remington Mystery House.
0: Is, uh, the, what is, it, the, um, is that is it Remington? Who's the gun people?
1: Yeah, the Remington Mystery House. I'm pretty sure that's what it is. I think, isn't wait,
0: it? wait. <laughs> The Winchester. Mystery oh, Winchester Mystery House, <laughs> right? I think of the cult mystery hut. I think you're thinking of. <laughs> oh, <laughs> the, the, the cult hut, hut of wonders. It's the Kalashnikov condo that you're thinking of.
1: Yeah, yeah.
0: Have I've you ever been there? Have you ever been there, John? I know you travel a lot uh, across this great country, uh, this great planet of ours. Have you ever been to the Winchester Mystery House?
1: I have been to the Winchester Mystery House, and I've I've looked up the staircases to nowhere, <laughs> and gone into the rooms of many mysteries. That opened the doors that lead to other doors. Um, I was nonplussed. Hmm. I felt like there were not either there were not enough mysteries in the Winchester Mystery House, or we weren't being we weren't being allowed in to all the mysteries.
0: You know, oh, what I mean? there okay. were
1: mysteries in the Winchester Mystery House that we had not paid the higher admission
0: price to see. Oh, I see. You didn't. You didn't get to see the guns, probably.
1: No, it's like when you go to Versailles, you you, you get you, you can pay the small, you can pay the normal fee.
0: Yeah, they call it la Hand mirror, but you don't get you can, to see the big ones. You walk around and you go, mm mhm, mhm. You you do a little bit of a
1: griswold as you walk through the places. Uh, but um but then there's the, the then you can pay the exorbitant fee,
0: hmm.
1: and they let you like they let you have sex in Louis XIV's bed and you can you can actually take a take a ship behind the curtains like they used to do in the old days. Is that right? Yeah, you can really have the full Versailles experience.
0: I think you know there's a lot of secret secret places like that at the at Disney World. There's a uh there's a place there's a honeymoon suite inside of Cinderella's castle now. So you can go up there what? and if yeah. Yeah, if you uh, if you're you know getting married at Disney World, John, I I don't know if you'll ever get married, but can I just ask you, please, literally, to never get married at Disney World? There are people shagging in Cinderella's castle. Yeah, people are trying to enjoy like a like a Mickey Mouse uh, popsicle, and there's somebody up there like like banging, also bang- trying to enjoy a Mickey Mouse
1: popsicle. If can I mind. just
0: can I make one very small point here? There's probably not a lot of straight men in the world who are thinking finally. I get to sleep in Cinderella's <laughs> castle. I'm thinking there's a lot of trade-offs to that. I'm thinking maybe he's banging her in the behind for the first time because she's in fucking Cinderella's castle. Wow. No, no, no. You know what I'm saying? Quid pro quo. Sure. He's Quid... getting his reward. He's, he gets to be Prince Charming. Right. And who? And what better way
1: to be Prince Charming?
0: into to, uh, slipper in the, the i got nothing slipper but the um now now is there a chance that our listeners are not familiar with the mysteries of the winchester mystery house because it's kind of an interesting story don't you, well, think? you
1: know we we have uh, we have listeners all around the world there are listeners in germany and in yes. hungary and uh, sweden sweden uh, all of all of uh there are people listening what to about us. romania is
0: everybody from romania no i don't
1: i have i do not I'm not aware of anyone in Romania.
0: What about listening. the Baltics, John? Is anybody from the Baltics listening? I'm sure that right now in Latvia there is
1: someone <laughs> who has a German friend that turned them on to this podcast, and they're sitting in, mm-hmm. they're sitting up there in their uh, artist's garret.
0: In it's probably a very crackly signal with a very small speaker. <laughs> yeah, they're listening to it on a ham radio set. okay and we know in africa that they probably don't because they're using all the available space for water
1: uh i'm gonna guess i'm gonna guess that there are people in
0: africa listening
1: but i i'm gonna suspect that they are in they're working for an ngo or Hmm. they're in the peace corps
0: and we're probably literally the only source of sanity in america that they have yeah right every every week they
1: they go into their their little inner sanctum that they made out of five-gallon gas cans they
0: and just, sandbags.
1: They just stacked up five-gallon <laughs> gas cans in a square and put a roof on it. And uh, they go in there and they say, "Take me to America, Roderick on the line. Take me back to America."
0: Well, in that case, in that case, I think it would be self-involved for us not to share this. First of all, hello and welcome, bienvenue, willkommen <laughs> to all of our friends overseas who are yeah, enjoying Wilkommen. this. Welcome, <laughs> except for the Germans. All of you are welcome. How's the belief? Excuse me. I'm sorry. <laughs> What was that Yiddish? What was I that?
1: said? I was no, that's uh, the Dutch word that oh, means uh, please and thank you. Can you? Can I beg you to literally not
0: get me started on the Dutch? <laughs> okay, so 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 thank you. First of all, I hope that I hope that, uh, I hope that it, you're very cozy uh, but well ventilated in, inside mm-hmm. of your various drums and buckets. <laughs> that was a great XTC record, by the way. Um, so, <laughs> various so drums and buckets. Mm-hmm. <laughs> drums <Yeah>. and buckets. <laughs> that's Chris Wallace's production style. Is that right? Yeah. Huh. It anyway, holds five were, gallons of <laughs> a paint or other liquid you were about to explain the remington mystery house that's right the Winchester, Colt the cult the cult mystery sidearm it's a, there's a house uh somewhere south of san francisco which is which is <laughs> yeah, that's it's the in way san, san jose mm, is that right
1: uh, it's in one of those places in in california where all the freeways intersect
0: you know Leonard bernstein said no one is obligated to appreciate cities outside of san francisco not during their lifetime that's how we look at everything it's like the people in new york you ever seen that new yorker cover of like how new yorkers see the rest of the united states yeah Yeah. Yeah. east Um,
1: river and then pacific ocean and then something
0: something fleece yeah so there was um a famous manufacturer of firearms who would you call him a baron wasn't winchester kind of a baron
1: i would say that he was a firearms baron he was not a baron in the sense of being a member of the European aristocracy, or
0: being unable to have children,
1: he was not barren. Mm-hmm. Like it, it, I'm sure that Mr. there's an article, definitely an article in front of Baron. Mr. Winchester's womb was very was a was a fecund
0: fecundity. Right, place. it was a rocky place where my seed could find no purchase. <laughs> so anyway, Mr. Winchester had a lot of people killed uh, with his uh, with his. Well, uh, now wait products. a minute. That's a weird construction. Uh, sorry, sorry. He had a lot of people. very did have them killed. Property protected. You know by what? All- Sorry. Guns don't kill people. Merle. No, no, cliches kill people. Yeah. So
1: he made guns, and he eventually died. He had no, uh, he had no way of knowing how those guns were going to be. Okay, used. let's go. They circle. could be used to prop open doors. Okay. Those L- guns listen, could... John. Yeah, I'm to circle
0: back to that. Okay, so here's oh, the you're thing. Writing, you're writing things down. No, right. I'm not. I'm fake scribbling. I'll send it to you. I'll send you a picture. I'm acting like I'm writing, so you stop talking about this. The um. Now he had, he had, he had. Didn't he have money like Jesus? wasn't he rich like hell. You know Jesus.
1: Uh, <laughs> okay. Our, our all right. popular belief Jesus was not a wealthy man
0: okay please continue
1: <laughs> <laughs> don't you think though He, you know what he wasn't as rich as William Randolph Hearst but he was a rich man from having made the guns that killed the Indians Jesus did that, yeah Jesus killed the Indians mm-hmm. as, as a way of paving the way for the Mormons I think you mean African American uh, no uh, the Winchester rifles were uh, key to opening the West <laughs> which is a euphemism one
0: bullet hole at it which is
1: a euphemism for killing buffalo and native americans yes those were uh, and, and he so, went
0: he went great guns with that he did go great guns with that and, and he um, made a big house. He he built a, built himself a house. I'm not going to look this up on Wikipedia, I'm going to wing it, but when he he passed away and left a a very large fortune and I I forgive me if I get this wrong, but I believe the story goes that Mrs. Winchester, something something was very interested in mediums or media and somebody right. talked to her and some the point is that she was in a position in her life where she was receptive to the idea that if she ever stopped completing the Winchester mansion something bad would happen.
1: Oh, I think what it was was that she felt that the that the souls of all of the people that had been killed by her husband's rifles were uh, haunting her or were oh, chasing that, her that around her good. house. What an... What an- what an awesome delusion isn't that so a she, good delusion it's so it's amazing and she she had the money to build this house in, uh, with all these false stairways that went up to no place Well, and- that's
0: the thing she ran out of real stuff to build and then she was like she's like the ultimate like kind of person I try to help she's like the ultimate procrastinator like crazy person She has nothing useful to do anymore, but lots of money and time and mm-hmm. so she had workers I think I don't know I don't say around the clock, but I believe around the clock like building whatever Including, no, go ahead. What were the well, kinds of things?
1: Building whatever in order to fool the ghosts that were walking around her house looking for her. So the ghosts are like trying doors and going upstairs and, oh, this door leads nowhere. <laughs> and the Doh! It
0: shakes its ghostly fists. Arr, Winchester! <laughs> Oh, first I get killed by a rifle, and now I find steps to go nowhere. And so she's living, I'm sure
1: she was living in, like like most old ladies, she was mm-hmm. living in one room with a hot plate. Cats. And cats. Goes without saying. She was watching her stories somewhere <laughs> in a room off the kitchen. X-Files DVDs. And this, and this house that went for 15 blocks is full of ghosts all wandering around going like, "Have you? did you go up that staircase? It doesn't go anywhere. Ah,
0: and there were doorways that would open and there would be nothing on the other side. It would like, you know, sort of like something like from a Monty Python thing. You open the door and there's, you're outside. There's nothing. You step off and you die. But there exactly. were deliberate subterfuge. Were there also things with maybe yeah, like steps that go up into nothing, as you say? Yeah. Now, it sounds like your experience there was one in which you you had a, a limited level of engagement. There wasn't a lot there to catch your attention. But I, if, I, if you don't mind my asking, and again, we can literally cut this out if it's a problem. You must have, in some ways, been... Like all the other things that we've cut out of this podcast. I just can't even... Don't get me started with how many things I've cut out of this podcast. There's like three (laughs) things I've cut out of this podcast. This is how it gets so good. As I take out anything that's not really, really, really good. Yeah, You've taken out all three instances where you've said,
1: Nigger, nigger, nigger!
0: Oh, yeah. Well, that's nine of them. I had to take them all out. Yeah. (laughs) Uh, Uh, Well, here's what happened. I
1: went to visit the Winchester uh, Mystery House. Yes. In the 70s. Hmm. Uh, during the 1970s when I was a, she, she's
0: long dead at this point, obviously
1: she's, she's a dead lady now. And when this is a house that you pay $3 to go visit, but this was during the era, I don't have to tell you about the seventies. No, name. this was during the era that, uh, that the Bermuda triangle was a really big deal in search of. That's right. And it was the era when Bigfoot was a really big deal. And Project Blue Book, Loch Ness Monster, Loch Ness Monster. These were there was a there there were a lot of supernatural instances, supernatural events in the Mm seventies that would um, you know that captured the imagination of young boys all across America. So when I went to the Winchester Mystery House and was told that it had many many secret passages to fool all of the ghosts of the American Indians that talked like Mel Brooks, (laughs) don't. Jeez, <laughs> um, they, uh, I, you know, I went into this place thinking that I was going to get spooked. I was going to have some haunting happening, but there was some girl from from Stanford wearing a like a a vest, like somebody who worked at Home Depot, <laughs> that uh, was guiding us around this place, pointing out all the, you know, look, this is a doorknob, but there's no door; it's just a doorknob in a wall. What? And I was like, that's gonna fool a ghost.
0: Can I have I've, my three dollars back. <laughs> I, that's not going to fool a ghost. That's well, this just, is why I ask, John. This is batty. this is this is the thing. You're a man who, how shall I put this? You, mm. You're a man with a very active mind, and you can <laughs> imagine <laughs> worlds, <laughs> right? You were there. You've seen the what is it? The uh, the 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 sea beams at the uh, tannhauser Gates. You've been there. You've seen that's all right. of this, right? That's right. I've watched attack ships burn. You, you've seen it all, of Orion. Yeah, you've seen it all. Then. That's good. That's got to be one of the greatest monologues of all time. That's amazing. Here's the thing. In <laughs> retrospect, in as much as you can share, and I will literally cut this out if it's a problem, if you hypothetically were a person who, were con- who was concerned about ghosts, especially right. in their home, mm-hmm. is that the kind of strategy that you would have taken? Would you have put doorknobs in a wall? Would you have made a stairway to nowhere?
1: Well, here's the thing. <laughs> although I do not have a lot of, uh, you know, I, I, although I'm a science-minded person, you know, mm-hmm. That I have, um, I have a, uh, a weak spot. I have an Achilles heel. One of my many heels that are a kill-eye is uh, that I, I get spooked by ghosts. And uh, that sometimes my pillows turn to owls. Mm-hmm. And occasionally when I'm home alone, if I'm watching a television program about aliens grabbing people off of a desert road,
0: mm. I
1: can become convinced that the aliens are also on the roof of my house
0: mm.
1: waiting for me to go to sleep. I don't know why this is. I don't know why I'm made this way.
0: It's like the zombies. The seat is there.
1: Yeah, right. Exactly. The seat is there. And I have spent many a sleepless night in a strange house, uh, uh, being spooked by, being haunted by, by haunts. And when I, when I bought my house, I may have told you this, when I bought my house, I, I walked through and laid down in every room when the house was empty, before I, before I signed the deed, laid my head down in every corner and just closed my eyes and was quiet and said, are there any spooks here?
0: Anyone spooking? Did you say it aloud? Well, sure.
1: (laughs) (coughs) And I was convinced that there were no spooks in my house, uh, that all I got back from the universe were good vibes. And in fact, I learned later that, that that an old man died in my house of oldness, and uh, and because i had gone around the house and had checked out that there were no spooks here i was fine
0: with the fact that someone had
1: died here because it he clearly
0: died peacefully and well there's not a, there's not that many place. better ways to die than oldness die of oldness in your own house you can do a lot worse you could die of something besides oldness outside the house
1: right right yes yes so you're not going to haunt a place where you died of oldness from from being happy you might bring fresh fruit you are going to make sure that the lawn is green. Mm. You are going to make sure that the, that the birds are singing. So, and I, I mean, when my mom bought her house 15 years ago, I did the exact same thing. I went and laid down in all the corners and I said, any spooks here? Anyone got a problem? Anyone have something they'd like to say before I commit to being here? And the, it was a spook-free house. And I went to my mom and I said, I think you can safely buy this house. And what was her response? <laughs> well, you know, I didn't tell her that I had gone Oh, you told in. her with your mind. I said, no, oh. I, I mean, I told her <laughs> with my mouth, but I didn't tell her what I had done. I said, I'm going to go take a look at this house and let me, let oh, me know. Oh, you walked hey.
0: around with a tool belt and a Stanley yeah, tape Stanley exactly. Major and a stud finder yeah. and then laid down and listened for ghosts, came back. And uh, wiped some drywall off of your coveralls and said, "It's okay, mom." Yeah, I went down
1: and I checked the pipes. I rattled the the furnace
0: you jiggle the toilet a little bit <laughs>
1: that's a
0: that's a technical term when you go rattle a furnace <laughs> yeah. uh, oh is that something you do you rattle it yeah you go
1: down and rattle the furnace and then uh, if it's uh, everything is there out. a certain
0: way it should sound when you rattle it or should there be no rattle or a it lot should, of rattle it should, it should rattle, you, it want, should rattle. <laughs> you want a little bit of play in there you rattle the furnace and it rattles you know and it sounds like oh i should yeah. check that i think we might have too tight of a furnace we might have a tight furnace
1: <laughs> we'll go rattle it we'll okay. see if any spooks get out
0: So anyway, and and you worked on that house a lot. Like you spent a lot of time with. I don't want to derail you, but you've. I didn't learn this till later. How much you and your mom did to that place? It's a beautiful, beautiful house.
1: We gutted that house and rebuilt it. But I think that you can gut a house that's full of spooks, and you're not going to get the spooks out of there.
0: Uh, No, no, those those... are load bearing spooks. Yeah, exactly. (laughs) Exactly. You're the. You don't
1: want to move a load bearing spook if it's it's Mm -hmm. the only thing that's holding the roof up. That's right. So in any case, (laughs) my house, my mom's house, both spook free. Uh, abodes and we have lived here in our respective homes for many years never been troubled by spooks that is not to say that sometimes my pillows don't turn to owls mm-hmm. but i think that is unrelated
0: but you've uh, never so so far you've been lucky in the sense that your feeling in your heart or mind or or whatever it is you have is mm-hmm. that there may be something there okay your esophagus, somewhere in your esophagus, you know, <laughs> right. or suspect that something's going on. Now, you're a man who's very, I'll cut this out if I need to, you're very vigilant, right? Yeah. You, you, right. Dive, you dive out of a subway and you dive into an airplane <laughs> at exactly the right time, mm-hmm. and it seems to me you're not that spooked by the owls. You literally grabbed an owl and went back to sleep. So it sounds to me like so far you have not had to adopt anything like a Winchester Mystery House approach to making the ghost go away. You've right. dealt with this, or they've dealt with you, you've reached something like a rapprochement with them, and everything's okay.
1: Correct, but... Okay. Over the years, I have... Uh, uh, did I ever tell you the story about that house in Vermont?
0: Yeah, I, I, was, I was coming to that.
1: Yeah. So there's that house in Vermont where the people put me in the in the spook room. And they thought it was funny. They thought it was funny. Like, oh, we were wondering if you were going to feel the spook.
0: Jeez, that's, like an it, that's like putting an epileptic in the... Uh, in the uh, in the, the flashing the strobe room. light room the strobe light room
1: yeah well you know i have a strobe light room here and i always steer the epileptics away that's a good like idea. No, no, no 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 no, no, i think you'd like this room over here much better <laughs> with the ghost but uh but you know i spent that night uh crouched um with a knife between my teeth <laughs> waiting for whatever uh whatever spook it was that was going to come through i don't know where it was going to come but i don't think if i had put a fake doorknob on the on the wall of the closet that that would have fooled that spook at all you knew you already way.
0: knew even though there was something in your intuition that said this is serious like i need to get a knife for this ghost potentially mm-hmm. you, you had the presence of mind you're a rational man john it's something that you've talked about really way too much mm-hmm. but the fact is you're a rational man you know a doorknob is not going to fool a ghost <laughs> right i don't think you can fool a ghost <laughs> oh huh because because they already are in there they're like uh, loki with the avengers like he's already been there he knows what's going on right I'm sorry. I, let me re- I, I, let me write that. Get that reference was that a, like a Dora the Explorer reference? Okay, it's Norse mythology. It's something you can look up on the oh, internet. Oh, oh, Norse mythology. Yeah. So it's, sh- Stor- a- it's Thor's brother, and Thor's brother, who is the god of mischief and lying, wants to become the god when Odin takes over. Although Thor is the one, so Loki fucks things up, and then that's why they have to start the Avengers. Is that, is it's this, not that complicated, John. Is this something you learned during your church burning phase? Are you talking about when I was in that uh, that uh, Swedish death metal band?
1: Yeah, the the Swedish death metal. You ever uh, listen to any that
0: stuff? A lot of it's terrible, but some of it's really good.
1: I have not. That is one musical genre I have not really given. I'm going to pick
0: exactly one band. I'm going to send you exactly one video for one band, and I I, it's not. It's I think. I'm these guys assuming. all
1: wear like king diamond makeup okay and- so
0: there's two we should come back to this there's there's two there's there's the norwegian black metal and the right. swedish death metal you want to go with the swedish death metal the norwegian black metal is very very silly they look like pro wrestlers oh, and they okay. if you imagine there's like one kind of like a boss pedal where they turn the like the, the treble and the it's oh i have that pedal <sighs> can i make one can i make make just one observation yeah. Okay. Here's my observation. And I don't want to pull up bad memories for you, but you had the ghost concern in the house in, was it Vermont? Vermont. Uh, you slept in the van one night um, in your, uh, your all together and were attacked by, uh, in my front yard, anyway, okay. you know outside our home. And out of the park came soldiers from which war? I believe they were Civil War soldiers. Civil but War that, Confederates. That, you thought at one point they were Confederates, probably. It
1: didn't make any sense because, of course, there were no Civil War battles fought in San Francisco
0: that you know of.
1: But that doesn't mean, you know, in Seattle there is a Civil War cemetery where all of the veterans of the Civil War were buried. That doesn't after, count after they moved. to... Well, they could be. They could be organized in the afterlife. They could all be buried there, and then be like, "Hey, wait a
0: minute." Uh, that 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 that. that. I don't two know. Storm. I've been reading a Civil War book, and I got to tell you, I don't think that fits in. Is it Gone with the Wind? Yeah. No, no. It's called April eighteen sixty five, and it's really. Oh,
1: good. you're reading a nonfiction uh, Civil War book.
0: I usually read Harlequin romances about the period. But <laughs> well, they had a lot of troubles in Richmond. Phew. They did. They ate dogs and shit. Yeah. Well, no literal you- shit. They ate shit in well, Richmond. Well, they would pick through corn. They would pick through for corn. They would go through horse dung to find what they could. And Delicious corn. Rod, but I'm telling you, Roderick, these, this is the, Richmond was a place, and you can learn about this from a song by the band called "The, the Night They Drove Old Dixie Down." It's right. a very interesting story. I'll recommend the book 18, April 1865. And then on another Some occasion, on Helm. Yeah, I know. God bless him. That yeah. you, that performance of uh, that at the Fillmore. I put that on my uh, internet website. God, it's great. That from the from the last waltz. It had. They did so much cocaine, those guys.
1: Yeah, everybody in the last waltz is high on cocaine.
0: You know, almost all of them died now. That Rick Danko got real real puffy, and then he died. He was such a good-looking man. Uh, when he was young, he was a good-looking man. Very good. And man, those guys could sing. We should talk about the band at some they point. They really could. They were um, driving that train. Are, do you like the band? How do
1: you... How do, Can you ask a question like that?
0: Well, I asked you about Kiss, and you didn't like them. Well, uh, uh, here's
1: the difference between Kiss and the band.
0: Okay, let's move on.
1: Uh, Kiss are terrible. <laughs>
0: And the band are one of the most important <laughs> groups of our band generation. Are amazing.
1: That's uh, just okay. You, you can make a little file card, or just you know you could tattoo that on your thumb.
0: So, uh, potential ghosts in Vermont, knife in the teeth. You're naked in the van in front of my house, and there might be some Confederate soldiers. On one occasion, there might have been aliens rattling your door. On an occasion, fairly recently, all of your pillows turned to owls. May I right. note, just mm-hmm. in passing, that mm-hmm. in several of these instances, you have attempted, on some level, to communicate. With the spirits that may or may not be there, and in each instance that you've shared with me so far, they have been mute. Correct. So you're correct. talking to them; they're not talking to you. You're pretty sure they're there, but they're not really responding in a way. They're not responding in a way that you can understand as a response. Uh, correct. Correct. Do they, do they do communicate not, with you at all, or are they ignoring you? Uh, they do not
1: ever materialize to the point where I can where I, where I'm confidently. Uh, communicating with them directly mm-hmm. you understand they are they they remain a um they remain a suspicion
0: um and they become just, like, what, coate enough. They just become, they're there enough that it goes from, there might be something up here, till, like, you, you're pretty sure that's an owl. You were pretty sure that was an owl, right? Oh, the, the owls, there's no question about it. But the owls, is that a different, is that, are we talking about, is this apples and oranges and owls? Are you talking about? I think about, so. I think okay. the owls are a different thing. The owls are different from the potential, I don't know if alien is even the right word, the visitors. The owls, right, you got the avian. Uh, you got the visitors. The owls were clearly
1: visitors, but they were—they <clears throat> took a physical form where normally it's just like the hair goes up on the back of your neck. One, one night, for instance, I was sleeping on the beach, where? outside outside of a town called Noordwijk <laughs> on the uh, on the Dutch coast.
0: Spell that. Nordwijk. Oh, like it sounds.
1: Yeah, N O O R D
0: uh-huh. V I K W I. J. Because I am gonna. Oh, okay. W-I-J-K. Oh, like oh, Nordvik. Okay. Yeah. And is there is there like a little is there a little uh, slash through one of the O's?
1: No, there's two O's and I think they're slash free. Okay, go ahead, please. Continue. Uh, it's like outside of Oog Street. Ugg oog, oog, Geist. All right, go on. It's by it's by Sveningen. Gingen, gingen.
0: Oh right. That's right. The Sveningen sound. That's very popular in Swedish yeah. death metal. Danish, no, but it's Danish. not Swedish.
1: It's a, it's on it's on it's in the Netherlands. It had been a long time since I had slept outside at this point. I was I was getting my out sleeping outside feet back on. And um and I was I was on the beach and it was a beautiful a beautiful spring night, and I was like, you know what, I'm just gonna sleep on the beach. I used to sleep outside all the time. I, 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 I had forgotten as I was saying this to myself. that I used to sleep outside all the time because I would get drunk and I would pass out under a bush. That counts. And I was like, you know, I used to sleep out all the time. I'm going to start sleeping out again because, because hey, for one, it's free. Don't throw
0: out the baby with the bath.
1: That's right. And two, it's, a, it's beautiful. It's beautiful. So, I, so, so I lay down on the sand and uh, I kind of dig myself a little, um, a, a little bed in the sand. and I lay down on the sand and then the sun goes down. And the stars come out, and I'm lying on the beach, and I, uh, and the kind of the wind picks up, and I, and I suddenly feel like uh, there is nothing keeping me from falling into the sky forever. Wow. Like there's nothing, absolutely nothing keeping me from just uh, falling forever into infinity, except for gravity. But gravity did not have as, as powerful a hold on me at that moment as it normally does. And I lay there on the beach looking up at the, at the in, in infinitude of the universe, and I literally was holding on. I was grabbing onto the sand because I was, I was terrified. I was, I was in a terror that I was going to just start falling. And uh, uh, it, it, and it, and the feeling did not pass. <laughs> and I spent I spent uh, uh, what, what felt like an eternity lying there on this beach, um, not conv- not easily convinced that uh, I could not convince myself that if I let go. And most of it was a psychological letting go. Like if I, if I, just said, "Okay, fine." If I had surrendered, I would have fallen off of that beach into space. Wow. And I would still be falling.
0: That sounds harrowing. It was nuts. How it long was, how long do you have a sense of how long it lasted? <clears throat> well, it
1: lasted until the sand underneath me um this is the thing that uh, the thing about sleeping on beaches. Uh, sand looks very soft when you're walking on the beach in the in the afternoon, late afternoon. Mm-hmm. But when you lie on the sand and try and get comfortable in the night, sand turns to cement.
0: It's, it's extremely unfriendly for a for back. It is not
1: soft. No. And uh, so as time went on, this little depression, this bed I made for myself in the sand, turned into kind of a cement gravy boat <laughs> of, <laughs> of, of of suffering. Where
0: I lay, I, kind of like a, <laughs> kind of like a cement gravy pump, kind of Suffering? like a ring. Yeah. Well, you just made my next hour a lot easier. <laughs> kind of like a curved, <laughs> kind of like a curved no, stop there. You're, all, you're not going to get any better. <laughs> stop there. Now you refer to the thing I make you sleep in at our house as a big uh, inflatable taco, I believe. Yeah, it's an inflatable taco because it, it starts off. I didn't realize starts, how bad it was. Eleanor started jumping on after you left, and it would just go. <sighs>
1: Yeah, it starts off as a nice inflated bed that seems like oh this is delightful and then as time goes on it becomes a plastic tortilla.
0: Okay, I'm sorry, please continue. I interrupted you. You're talking you're talking of course about about the town of Nordvik where there is a beautiful beach where the popular activities include uh kite surfing. Mm. Uh, oh. It sounds like it's, it's... Have you looked this place up now? No, I'm doing this from memory. I just couldn't oh, so. remember which one. They have 14 <laughs> campsites in the region. Uh-huh. Uh, approximately, plus or minus, Just is just a swag, 3,400 hotels and B&Bs. Jeez. And it's uh, the number two Congress destination in the Netherlands. Please continue. I should I should have stayed cement, in one of those hotels. Cement gravy boat of suffering. <laughs> Uh, so anyway, as my as my so the, sand, the sand is now unyielding, you're, yeah. but you still have the sense that you, you could uh, float away into the sky for infinity.
1: I could fall into this, uh, into infinity, and what I realized in that moment was that that this, that this, that the lights of the city, the the, the 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 electric light, has formed a kind of dome over the cities where we live. And it is a protective dome, a protective shield that shields us from full awareness of how deep and infinite space is. Wow. Right? So we sit in our cities and, the, and our electric lights have blanked out the sky for us. And we no longer have firsthand experience of the existential terror that, it, that is available to you at any point in time if you just try and spend one night outside on the beach or in the forest. And that is something that human beings knew intimately throughout the whole course of human history. And
0: that's why they made houses.
1: That's why they made houses. That's Shoot. why they circled the wagons. That's why they made friends with each other. That's why they lit fires at night. That's why... Did, did it
0: come to you in a flash? Well, I'm lying there holding onto the beach trying not you to need, be... You need something to think about.
1: Well yeah, i mean I mean, I was sitting there if you had come to me and said that God was
0: a big purple
1: dinosaur oh, I've,
0: I've I've clutched my share of beaches, believe me
1: yeah, 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 and i would I would have said, fucking, whatever you say uh-huh. because the 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 terror that is that is waiting for us when we truly contemplate the 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 scale and scope of the universe in which we live is not a terror that i'm that i that I'm racing out to experience every night. So I I realized that, that uh, we have done we are have done ourselves both a disservice and, and a tremendous service in uh, <laughs> in blanking out how much um, how how big the the unknown is and we've done it you know kind of we we're not conscious of it when you turn on the lights at night.
0: Did it bring you comfort? That
1: understanding.
0: Well, the the idea that there might be. Um... Sort of an ontological umbrella that protects us from knowing how how terrible this could be if, if with the infinity.
1: No, I despise it, or I despised
0: it when I understood it. But it did, it didn't comfort you at all. It made you even more nervous about the sand. Well, you're, 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 you're worried that your ass is on the line at this point, right?
1: Well, yeah, but but uh, but uh, but I didn't want to retreat into some kind of oh, blanket of light, cold comfort. No, 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 no. Once you once you once you have a sense of it. Then of course I wanted to, um, I wanted to face it, mm-hmm. and so I I started sleeping outside at that point um, every night, which is much more complicated when you're in Amsterdam than when you're in Nordwijk, or it's very it's very. Much more difficult to sleep outside, say in Cologne.
0: Try and find a gravy boat. <laughs> just, okay, next, time, next, time you're, next time you're there, just, uh, just go start, start looking for a gravy boat. Just try boat. and
1: find a human sized uh, cement gravy boat of suffering.
0: Amsterdam, you can sleep in a bong. Not a lot of people know that.
1: Actually, in Amsterdam, for 50 euros, you can sleep in a cement gravy boat of suffering. It's, it's at the, the Palais du Gravy Boat. And is
0: that the ladies really stand in windows? Is that true?
1: Have you never been to Amsterdam?
0: Yeah, John, I go there all
1: the time. Come on. What were you doing in, with your youth? Being, being self-conscious? You were playing Mrs. Pac-Man somewhere. There is no
0: Mrs. Pac-Man. <laughs> uh, there are the ladies... Someday I'll tell you where I have traveled. I'd be happy to share that with you. I, I don't want to derail this because I think we're getting towards something very important. I think, I think, I don't know, I, I don't know how much you have allowed yourself to to collapse that umbrella over time but i think you're very close to linking several probably unrelated things together in a way that could be very gratifying to everyone mm-hmm. well are you not thinking here about some this kind of combination of a great mystery mm-hmm. and aren't you glad i moved us over to philosophy are you happy about that <laughs> i'm so much happier. and i did it before the show i didn't tell you i did it but i moved us from personal journals to philosophy just because i had a feeling a man like you didn't like having a journal
1: uh, personal journal. It just gave me the, Ugh. it just it made sounds like, like, like live,
0: live journal, right? Made me feel like I was wearing a blouse. You guys. <laughs> 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 okay. I, 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 am a little short on cards here, I have to urinate, but here's the thing you've got on the one hand. And I, I don't, I, if we can cut all this out, if this is, you know, anything, yeah, yeah. let's cut it all out. <laughs> except the gravy boat. You think I'm touching that fucking gravy boat. You're high. You know, there are lots of girls in windows in Amsterdam. Hmm. And can I, have I only- can I literally write that down? Yeah, I have only, only ever news.
1: in the many, 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 many nights I have spent in Amsterdam.
0: <laughs> I have only. When did ever... you? When, did, when were you in bands? Like I don't understand. You do so much of this traveling. <laughs> I'm I completely. And I, I, you're not like a rich, rich guy. I just. No. I'm completely baffled about how this many people have been touched by you, and you still still found time to be in Harvey Danger. And <laughs> no, I mean it's. I feel like I'm. I feel like I'm talking to somebody like on Bullwinkle. Like I. I, I don't. <laughs> Bullwinkle? Oh, well, Bullwinkle. Like, like like you maybe like uh, you're like Mr. Peabody to my Sherman. <laughs> is that dirty? No, I kind of like that. I showed my daughter her first Bullwinkle. So that's how I spent my youth.
1: Yeah, that's good. Okay,
0: so I've written down Girls in Windows, and I promise you to let you continue. You, on the one hand, yeah. are sharing with us some very, very important, albeit personal, information about the universe. Mm-hmm. On the one hand, you are intensely aware, if I may say, <clears throat> that there is a not even a force, there is something out there that does represent infinity. At this point, according to science, we're pretty sure the universe goes on for a long way. Long time. No, the level that we cannot, and by the way, I have recently started fucking with my daughter about the idea of infinity, because I, I do very much remember sitting around thinking about infinity and getting dizzy. And what is, how, what's her response to it so far? I'm just fucking with her very lightly right now. Hey, Eleanor, okay. what's the highest number? Uh, and the number she always pulls out, which is not even a number. She says, uh, 130 and two. And I 130 said, and two? That's a number she uses all the time, uh-huh. and I say no. What about one hundred and thirty and three? And you can see where this goes, right? The thing oh, is, yeah, I, yeah, I, I, get, yeah, yeah. I get confused after two hundred and sixty. So <laughs> she usually wins, and I let her watch TV. On the one hand, there's this thing that you have become intensely aware of as you as you as you lay as you lay in in your uh, Dutch gravy boat. You, you're mm-hmm. aware that there's something out there. You're oh, you're aware that it sounds to me like you are not comforted by this somewhat. I don't want to say fictional, but the idea that these beams of light are actually causing you any, any, to be saved from that in any way. You're also thinking a lot about these, what? Not even apparitions. That's that's a uh, perceptual thing. About these uh, things we can't see and understand that may mm. be moving amongst us mm. and interacting with us in our, in our, in our places. You're thinking mm. about these things. Mm-hmm. Right, you, well, you're, you're probably it, it, the most ridiculously rational man I've ever met, except for the many ways that you're completely off your fucking nut. You're a very rational man, you're, you're, you're and you're very. You want to confront these things, and it just seems to me that there might be a thread here between some of these uh, these things that you've you've had access to with your visions.
1: Yeah, none of these with my vision. Thank you. None of these
0: things. They're rational are, visions, John. I'm not judging.
1: I'm not thinking about any of these things. I was not no. lying on the on the beach and thinking about the infinitude. I was. Caught in the cold grip of terror, as I, as I contemplated. where would it, it come from?
0: Exactly. I mean, yes. I think it is.
1: I think it is um,
0: dispute that it came from somewhere.
1: Well, I think it is. I think it is our. It is prehistoric in us. Uh,
0: that oh, it's lying dormant. It's a sleeper cell.
1: Yeah, 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 yeah. Well, this is part of the reason that I walked from Amsterdam to Istanbul. Yeah. I was trying to activate what I what I understood to be a thing that. Over the course of human history, the the one commonality that all uh, groups of people, all you know, races and cultures, the the, the the common thread is that at some point we we were somewhere as a group of people and we marched out of where where we knew and marched somewhere new, right? I mean, we we were at one point we were all confined to where we had. That's
0: that's got to be like I don't know a lot about Jung, but that sounds like that's or joseph campbell or whatever that nonsense i that seems like a story that is deeply ingrained in, in us especially it's, in america it's in
1: us we marched from hither to thither and that marching is something that i was trying to use as a like an activator uh by starting in one place and just walking day after day after day in us in in one direction i hoped to uh you know to to bring this this deeply dormant thing out of myself and th- that I would become more of a that I would have more uh, con- that, that i would be, be able to connect to something that I was not able to connect to in- intellectually
0: you're getting access to something i was kinda? hoping to find
1: fair? I was hoping to find a pureness a, 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 a priorness by doing this type of thing Uh, that I I wasn't able to successfully shed all of the modernity by just willing it away. Right. I couldn't just walk around without ID and, and drink in bars and fully get back to like what, what I would have been if I had not, what I would have been as a human being, if I had not been raised in a, in a culture I was, that's what well, I was trying to and
0: raised raised with a lot of um, uh, abstractions, some of which were necessary, many of which are not. But which but which abstractions? I don't mean to hijack your story, but those abstractions that we accept for ourselves becoming really indelible. Like you, nobody throws right. twenty dollar bills away. Like right. that's a very real abstraction.
1: Yeah, yeah. Our abstractions that are usually abstractions we develop to solve a problem that we have created with a prior abstraction.
0: Oh, you, oh, med abs, right? Well, think about this though. What you I think, what you're kind of describing is, is uh, uh, I'm trying to think of a good example. Like, you think about like what you went through when you were in New York and somebody, uh, you know, pulled a gun on you. A funny story from, from another thing I do. Scott Scott Simpson's wife uh, when they were mm, in Scott ooh, Simpson's ooh, ooh, wife. Easy text. <laughs> <laughs> you you got <laughs> you don't want you don't want to make Scott cry and drink. No, I more, hope he sends more. me some pictures of her. Though. Isn't he a handsome man? He's a very handsome guy. Okay, that's a different show. But the point is that they were in Ulaanbaatar. Is that a place? Yes, Ulaanbaatar. Did I say it right? I don't think we so. We got a whole show about this. The point is that. I think you um, pronounced it a little bit Frencher than it is. Okay, maybe um, in Seur. Maison Gossant Parfait du Salon. So the point is that this dude is slipping his fingers into his lady's fanny pack. Yeah! And, and Scott, who, who, who might as well have labia like dives onto this guy and shoves him. I have to imagine, you know, I don't think Scott's had a lot of like Taekwondo training. Scott Simpson? Scott Simpson. You know how small his torso is? He can barely Simpson breathe. With his short sleeve. Uh, Scott Simpson with the cardigans. Button down shirts. Oh my God. He wears cardigans the way most men wear pride. He And he he dove on this, he was a small guy, okay, he was a full head, smaller than Scott, but the point is, what I'm trying to get at it, I've had experiences like this, you've had experiences like that. <sighs> Scott Simpson did not get on a train in Ulaanbaatar planning to accidentally tap into something much more primal than, I wonder when we can smoke next. <laughs> Do you follow? He got sudden access to something, you know, like the whatever, the eating the red meat thing, the protecting the castle thing. There are these things that are that are in us, and I guess calling them primal seems a little bit pop psychology, but it, it doesn't... When you went away, and again, not to put too fine a point on you were sober when this happened in, mm-hmm, uh, mm-hmm, in the Netherlands. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. But you know, like I say, <laughs> if you used to drink eight hours a day and then you don't, that leaves you a lot of time. Mm-hmm. So your mind, right. your mind must have been doing a lot of catching up. You're 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 a smart guy that had a lot of catching up to do,
1: right? Well, after I mastered origami. There were only so, so many things I could do with my hands. Did
0: you get like a library book or, or did you have some intense... Oh, wait, let me guess. You were in a Shinto temple in Maguro Hamachi. <laughs> I folded 1,000 cranes. Oh, and that's why we have peace now. That's right. That's exactly hmm. right. They call hmm. it uh, the Pax Papella. Nothing. I'm just never mind. You know what? Continue. I'm just saying that we sometimes get. Sometimes I have a day where I get a lot done. Sometimes yeah. I have a day when I'm sad all day. And Scott Simpson had a day where he fucking dove on some guy as some tuven dude, right? Or he whatever. A
1: ninja for a, for a moment.
0: And yeah, and then he probably just he sat and shook. At least, <laughs> at least I would. But you know what I'm saying? So you're yeah. looking. You're looking for whatever it is. If I may say, you tell me if this is right or wrong. You're looking for whatever that little miasma, that little thing is, that little hymen that stands between you and something you're pretty sure is there inside of you somewhere. Right.
1: But I want to you walk, you I walked I, and walked. I had plenty of uh, instances where I had uh, a brief or, or, uh, explosive access to these people in me that I didn't, um, that I didn't have at, da- at wi- at will? daily contact with. Well, you know, uh, uh, no, I mean, so occasionally at will, but more often I had the Scott Simpson phenomenon where I was walking around, Dressed like a frat boy from 1961, and uh, and then all of a sudden I was a uh, like a I was in in full on combat mode in, a, in he a. became like the Hulk, but I didn't want that. What I wanted was a constant. What I wanted was constant conscious access to that person. Wow, that was prior to and and, and I don't just mean the you know the, uh, I, I I you know I wanted the. Uh, I've, hilariously, I, I later described it as a kind of animal reflex, and, if, and, I, and I made the mistake of describing it that way to a friend who, um, a friend of mine who now plays in Duff McKagan's band, who is not a person who you can say something like animal reflexes around without hearing it then from him a thousand times. So the, the phrase now is taken on... <laughs> <out>. You regret <laughs> it? Yeah, I regret <laughs> ever saying it because he was like, oh, animal reflexes, huh? Yeah, why don't you use your animal reflexes to go get us some more fucking nachos?
0: <laughs> <coughs> but, yeah, that's
1: important. Yeah, but there, was, I mean, there certainly was a time after I had been walking for many months in one direction where I could... Uh, I, I'd be walking through a little village, and somebody would, you know, would cross my path twenty-five feet in front of me. Uh, you know, they'd be headed perpendicular to w- where I was going, and as I would walk through their jet stream, I could I could smell them, even though they were
0: the, the way the way a dog can pick up like uh, flop sweat.
1: Well, no, a dog can... You
0: know, you know that. You know that, that. that's the reason dogs get nervous sometimes is that they smell the difference between regular sweat and flop sweat. They know when somebody's anxious and that freaks oh, them out.
1: Yeah, yeah, sure. I'm, I'm sure that's true. I mean, I, 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 had, I arrived at a place where my senses were more acute because there was not a thing, there, because they weren't being dulled like they normally were. Mm-hmm. And I was hoping to find that throughout myself. Not just that I could smell more acutely, and that I could see and hear stuff better, but that that whatever it was existentially that was dulling me, that thing w- where I had lost my fear of the universe, not because i not because I had mastered my fear of the universe, but just because I had blinded myself to the universe i wanted to I wanted that dullness to be off me mm-hmm. and uh and because what I assumed would replace it was acuity. I thought sharpness would, would come back. Mm-hmm. Um, but the problem is if you, if you get to a point where you can smell somebody from 20 feet away,
0: mm-hmm.
1: you cannot live in a city very well. You know what I mean? Like that Oh, is, it's almost like you're back from the shit. It's maladaptive to living you're like, with...
0: You're the, you know, like talk about the guys, I don't know if it's true, but the cliche is you come back from Nam and you're like, you wake up and you're reaching for the gun. Right, or you're you're just you're like listening. You're listening for rustling. You're walking
1: around uh, in a in a city, and you are picking up way more information than you want. Like you don't need to. You don't need to be smelling all these people. You know, like if you're out, if you're sleeping out in the woods by yourself, and you have the ability to smell somebody or hear something
0: from far off, that's very. It can actually. I'm guessing it can make you less effective because now you've got a bad signal to noise ratio for threats.
1: Exactly, you're not separating the wheat from the chaff very well. I remember the first time I was I was in the Czech Republic. I was I was approaching Prague, and a and a jet airplane flew over me. And it had been a, it had been a week since I had been in a under air, air airplane traffic, and I was in the middle of Europe. Right? I mean, I wasn't. It's not like I was out in the uh, out in the Sudan. I was in the middle of Europe, but because I was traveling on foot. I became aware of the, those times when I just wasn't under jet traffic. It wasn't, I mean, if, if there were jets, they were flying at 35,000 feet. They weren't, they weren't right overhead or they weren't, you know, on approach. And, um, I couldn't believe the noise that jets make. You know, it, it, it seemed to me like it was rattling the whole, it was rattling the countryside. It was, it, it was deafening hmm. and, um, of course, you can't live like that. If I if I felt like that right now, where I live here in my house, uh, a scant mile and a half from an airport, uh-huh. I, I would be I would go crazy. Just for what's
0: worse, Scott Simpson lives right next to an airport too.
1: I know he does and He keeps inviting me to come stay with him, and I'm like, he's got you know, hot,
0: he's got two hot tubs,
1: where you sit and smell the jet fuel come off of SFO. The hot tubs? Well, right. If it, he's right next to an airport, don't he's right, you, right don't next you gas with the- all the time.
0: No, I, you know again, this is the thing, John what you're describing is now you're getting to a level that I can almost understand, mm. which is you're talking about this acuity right there's uh, uh there's this thing where like uh you probably don't have things that annoy you, but if you've ever uh, and you haven't had a lot of office jobs, I'm guessing, but like if you've ever I have had a lot to, of things that annoy me really can we can we diary that because I'd like to come back to that
1: okay let's personal journal it
0: okay um. Huh? But you're talking about office jobs. Well, think about this. This is a very obvious, and to use this word for the second time this week, quotidian example. But if somebody at the, at the next desk does something that drives you nuts, right? Like
1: listens to the radio just just a little bit too low.
0: Right. Well, Bill said that I could listen to the radio at a reasonable volume uh, after a Where's 11. my stapler? <laughs> That's a funny movie. But like, you know, the, the one that would always get me is, and this is the thing, is I'm not the kind of guy that sweats this. But once I start noticing a certain way that someone chews or drinks. And let's be honest, I you know I I can't even tell you, there's five nines level of like, I never noticed this, but once I do notice it, I can't stop noticing it and I can't stop thinking about it. It should be the easiest thing in the world for me to just not even notice it anymore. But But your cubicle mate's loud chewing is... I don't know if I've said it on this show before, but my stepfather, who was the worst person who's ever lived, I think I told you this, this is how he drinks coffee, ready? He's he's dead now, thank God. But... um, this is how I drink coffee. Every day for the years that we were with him, it was like this. Ugh. Yuck. Ah, that's terrible. Okay. So I'm 12, right? I got straight A's. I should. Re- I've been a scout. I played Little League. I met Pete Rose twice. I should be able... Wow. Oh, I met Steve Garvey. I met the uh, 79 Dodgers, buddy. I should be able to put that out of my mind, but, right. but but I can't. And now, in fact, I'm like Temple Grandin. Now that is deafening to me. I can't stop hearing it. Right. It and, sounds like he's gleeking. Oh, uh, uh, I used to be great at this. I used to Did you all just day. gleek? I can't do it as well as I used to. I can, Are you gleeking? I could shoot fluids out of my body so much more efficiently when I was 17. You know what? I have never been able to gleek. And oh, I, I sp- oh, dude, I, I, you know what I did? I, uh, I, 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 I woodshedded. I spent a lot of time practicing. We call it snaking where I'm from. Gleeking. Gleeking. Uh, uh. uh, most people recognize that as the thing they accidentally did on their dentist's face when they're in the chair.
1: Yeah, my little girl gleeks all the time. She doesn't even know what she's doing. She doesn't realize what a skill it is. I'm gonna look that up on Urban Dictionary. I-, I had a I had a friend that used to practice when he was a kid. He would stand in the hallway of his mm-hmm. grandmother's house and he would flick guitar picks at the mirror. Oh, like Rick Nielsen? Yeah, uh, the mirror down at the end of the hall. He would just sit for hours at a time just flicking guitar picks at himself. Did you
0: ever do anything like that? No. You're kidding. I, what about uh, after I saw that episode of Happy Days uh, where, where the guy uh, they had the contest for snatching quarters off your uh, elbow, I found yeah. out that not only did I try to do that for six weeks, but my lady <laughs> did the same thing we had oh, quarters no. we were we were not rich people but i would take you never do this you stack up you stack up imagine look at look at my arm i'm stacking yeah. up pennies on my on my on my 90 degree out like yeah, straight no, out. i know
1: i know what you're talking about Remember the and episode then you, then you whip it and you grab
0: the stack of pennies yeah. and fonzi was really good at it no i never did you that you never worked on a skill like that
1: well i taught myself to juggle because i wanted because i was always looking for the thing that would amaze village children <laughs>
0: You know, this is a thing. It's just a little taste of infinity. How, infinity. how is he doing that? How is he making the balls almost stay in the air, so many yeah. at once?
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah. If you, if May you spend, I have shoes? If you spend any time outside of the place where you were born... You you realize that uh, entertaining groups of children is this in Lark or, or? <laughs> it becomes it becomes a very crucial skill because little little groups of children little packs of kids yeah are the uh, that is the main feature of most of the world if you are a stranger and you walk into a into a small town mm-hmm. all the adults will pretend that they have seen the likes of you a million times yeah and run you out on a rail well no they kind of go back to drinking their coffee and looking at you over the tops of their newspapers it's not
0: mince words if you show up in town with the the idea of delighting children i think adults are going to look askance well no this
1: is the thing you don't show up with the idea of delighting children you show up because you're just looking for refreshment and uh, maybe a chance to sleep in the hayloft
0: but okay okay so you're looking you're looking for the local the local uh you know the wenches and the uh taverns and stuff you're like take me to
1: the mayor of your town i'm a visitor from far away but the kids in in different places are mm-hmm. they do not have that shyness they don't they are not trying to be no. cool do they
0: gather in the town square to so to, gather to gawk at you cuz you're new they,
1: they point and they gawk and they go oh, look at this in my case long-haired blonde mm-hmm. uh like extremely large monster who has come from a faraway place and so if the kids are standing around you initially the kids are not always friendly they're like they they are they 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 are suspicious they're scared mm-hmm. and if you spook them then you lose the, all the adults are watching you of course and you mm-hmm. lose everyone's friendship if you spook the kids so you have to have something you have to have a magic trick you have to have something where you can you're surrounded by kids you can't pretend you're not <laughs> and they are they are watching you very intently you have to have you have to be able to pull something out of your bag or or perform some kind of like what do what do wa. And the kids, then, then you win the kids over and then everybody relaxes and everybody goes back to like drinking their coffee. But, but you can feel the like, <sighs> right. The town goes, okay, it this guy collectively
0: like, exhales. Cause this guy's obviously not, not a, not a uh, threat.
1: Yeah. He looks like a freak, but he just juggled like three rocks. He picked up off the square and now the kids are following. Now they all jump behind. Like you start to walk and the kids all.
0: Yeah. No, Format. no, I, 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 I know is that at this point, then you can sell everybody in the town on on having a marching band, and you sell them musical instruments. Exactly, you can you can pipe the rats out of Ireland. You mm-hmm. can do whatever it is that you want. to You do. don't want them to play pool.
1: <laughs> but and this is the thing. This is why, even though David Blaine is <sighs> a terrible, terrible monster, this was going UK, so.
0: This was going so well.
1: I always admired his ability with those tricks to like go to foreign places. And uh, he would, you know, do magic, which is the universal. You don't think like, those
0: are set up bits? Oh, he's terrible. And those sh- that show is terrible. And they're totally set up bits. There's a lot of Penn and Teller tricks that are pretty mind blowing until you realize they're bits.
1: Yeah. If I, just, if I had just worked up like three or four like card dice tricks or something, mm-hmm. I would have been better off as a human being. Don't you, I I mean, for-
0: aren't you pretty dedicated to packing light? I mean, we've talked before about the. Uh, yeah, I don't, a I don't, deck I don't, I don't have, gonna- A deck of cards. A deck of cards one time i was gonna say do you have to carry things to juggle or do you find local things No, you find local things like you might find things that are right there on the ground
1: you pick stuff up off the ground and juggle them Hmm. that is a that is a winning strategy and
0: localizes it too it's like saying how's everybody doing tonight cleveland yeah that's right it's like these are your stones i'm throwing into the infinite
1: your rocks exactly exactly (laughs) You, you didn't even you didn't even look at these rocks did you you didn't even see these rocks they've been sitting here the whole time but did you know they can fly (laughs) <laughs> the, the, other thing, the other thing about me that, uh, that holds me in good stead with people around the world is that I am not embarrassed to break into a spontaneous um, interpretive dance. Is that right? So if I am surrounded by kids and I cannot either find three rocks or uh, if they are not impressed by me juggling three rocks, because in some cultures, you know, everybody can juggle three rocks.
0: That's like eating pork. Right. Is it uh, is it a, is it like a jiggy dance? Is it is it a kind of uh, is it boom. interpretive folk dance or are you repurposing something from the West? I will start off. I'll start <laughs> Wait off a minute! Slowly. It's got stages. I'll start off slowly with a little bit of
1: like a. Kind it's of got the, an arc. The white guy shuffle where I'm like boom boom
0: back, doom
1: doom back, doom doom back, and everybody at this point is looking at me very suspiciously, mm-hmm. like. What? Were
0: well, you making that little musical noise while you do bit, it? Yeah.
1: A little Motown. <laughs> and I'm just kind of like doing the white guy head bob, right? And then I start to pick up the pace a little bit. And
0: then everybody's like, what? What's your body doing at that point? Are you moving your butt? You, moving you know, your
1: butt? I'm, I'm a little bit of butt moving, a little bit of side to side foot shuffle, <laughs> a little bit the shoulders back and forth. And then just when they think like, okay... What's he selling here? <laughs> then I go into full-on Swan Lake ballet. One foot, you know, arched back, one foot way up in the air, hands out, making a making a wing like a swan. And then I'm sp- uh, then I, I spin, I leap, and uh, you can. You, there's no there's no village square in the world that isn't that isn't immediately won over. By this performance. It's not, no one's expecting it. It's not any, I, I, it is, I can say with confidence, it is not anything anyone has ever seen.
0: Yeah, I'm guessing it's not something that a lot of people there do in the town square It's
1: not something, it's not something that strangers come through town and do. Your typical, like, two German guys on BMW, uh, BMW, like, off-road bikes. (laughs) Like, pooping and hitting each other. The, uh, dressed head to toe in like leather these guys aren't <laughs> doing that you' your you're, you're, you're Americans you know working for the uh NSA who come through and adjust the radio frequencies on uh, the a read oh, yeah. they're
0: they're not doing it, <laughs> but Dancing and, and John Dance and John comes to town yeah and, 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 that's, this, and there's been if everybody that's been there before you has been fucking juggling stuff they found on the ground this is going to be very refreshing to them yeah because because
1: a certain amount of shamelessness, right? Everybody carries around so much shame all the time. Mm-hmm. Human beings across the world walking around with a common desire not to be embarrassed, not to look like an asshole. And if you, if you leave that shame behind and you are willing to say, I am going to be a complete fool for you right now. I am going, going to show you what a clown looks like. It's the Jerry Lewis phenomenon, mm-hmm. Right. No one hates Jerry Lewis until you get to know him. Right, And you do this little, you do this thing and you have, you have said, you have basically said, I am, and it's not just that I am harmless. It is that I am, I am fun and I am uh, at a certain, uh, to a certain degree, I am shameless. (laughs) And that shamelessness (laughs) is something that is very disarming.
0: Right, if you are there to if you are there to capture and kill uh-huh. and eat their children, nothing you are put, not going to dance the swan like public <laughs> Nothing puts people at ease as much as knowing that there is nothing this person won't do. <laughs> Go ahead, kids, enjoy the candy. Uh, uh,
1: yeah, there is a reason I am in your town because I was run out of the last town and the town before it, the town where I was raised.
0: There <laughs> is sand- sandal marks on your ass. <laughs>
1: Well, I I can't explain it except to say that it's worked for me many, many times.
0: What about the mystery spot? You ever been in the mystery spot? Where's the mystery spot? Mystery spot. I think it's down near us. Is that that on
1: a girl's body, you
0: mean? Well, we we can talk about like ladies in windows. I was thinking of the place in Santa Cruz. I think you've been there. You go and you you park on a hill and the mysterious things happen that defy gravity.
1: Hmm. There's a spot like that in Oregon where it looks like uh, your car is pointed uphill, Mm -hmm. but it actually rolls on its own. Yeah,
0: I think same principle problem.
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's, um... Disappointing. (laughs) optical illusion, I
0: think, yeah. (laughs) The thing about girls in windows...
1: I've seen a lot of girls in windows. I've only ever fallen in love with uh, with two girls in
0: windows. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, I'm going to let you go. Continue. Continue. Falling in love with two girls in windows. All right. One time I I (laughs) I was... I was... I was... I had... Uh,
1: I had an injury, <laughs> and I was hobbling. I was walking. I didn't have a cane, but I was walking very slowly on a on an injured leg, walking through this town. Uh, and I look up, and there are the girls in the windows with the red lights, and they're in their um, you know comical lingerie. <laughs> and I, you know, I look up, and I see the girls, and I'm not moving. I'm not moving at the pace of other people on the sidewalk. I am I'm limping along. So I'm moving slowly and I look up at the girls and they're looking down at me. And they give me the um they give me the hooker sympathy. You know what I mean? Like the oh <laughs> look at the poor guy with Is that an
0: international concept? Hooker sympathy, yeah. The, the hooker sympathy.
1: Half of the time when you when you engage the services of a hooker, you're just looking for female sympathy. Oh, amen. And so these these girls in the windows are you know they they take a break from their vamping and they're like mwah, mwah, oh, ooh, la, la. and and they 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 get a little bit human and they're looking at me through the glass of their windows and they're going oh look at the poor little limper and i look up and i'm i'm, I'm not moving fast enough that i can do what you, what I normally do, which is be like, Which is I, dance.
0: Hello, nice to see you. <laughs> I'm and, not a threat to you. <laughs> watch, my j- watch my fancy jig. <laughs> 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 Want to see me juggle? <laughs> 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 juggle? <laughs> boom, boom, boom. See, boom, boom, boom what, do we, what do we got here? What do we got here?
1: I got a Coke can.
0: <laughs>
1: <clears throat> so I don't juggle. I don't dance. <laughs> and I'm moving too slowly to, to be like, hello. Mm-hmm, nice <laughs> to see you. And then keep going. And so I look up and I'm like, oh, hi. Yeah, I know. Limping and i limp a little bit further and they're like oh sweetheart you know and kind of pet, petting my hair through the window glass and i'm like yeah i yeah that's right i'm i'm hurt i'm injured and they start doing the like you should come in. You should come in, Becky. Oh, like beckon, seductively
0: beckon. moving the finger toward them. You can't yeah, see what yeah, doing. but
1: but not. But they're not trying to be sexy at this point. They're trying to be like. No. Are they? Are they?
0: I'm sorry, John. Are they seated? Are they doing a very a very slight little like uh, 60s dance? Like what? Are they on a pole? Like how, it seems like they would get uncomfortable standing in a window. They, you know, are they on like a banquette? What do they do?
1: It is, I think, uncomfortable uh, to stand semi naked in a window. <laughs> mm-hmm. Uh usually here's here here's the the setup in in Amsterdam. They have a uh each girl has a window. It's a full-length window. Hmm. Uh, because that's the style of the construction of the old uh
0: build. Is it like of, a storefront like where you would see a Macy's Christmas display?
1: No, it's like a it, it's like the in the Netherlands they like built like a
0: terrarium. It's more like a terrarium.
1: <laughs> in, in the Netherlands they built uh very tall houses, tall skinny houses. Right. And the reason for this is that uh, back in the uh, back in olden times, uh, the king uh, decided that he was going to tax your house based on how wide it was along the street.
0: Oh, it's a housing hack!
1: And so they built. Are they really like aren't they
0: like comically narrow and like three stories yeah. high?
1: Oh, uh, comically narrow and seven stories high. Oh, with
0: really really
1: really steep little like ship stairs. Like, when you're going up and down the stairs in a Dutch house, it's basically like you're going up and down on that. Like, rack.
0: inconvenient enough that you could, like, hide a family if you had to. Uh, if you had to hide a family in the roof. But two families, really, two families. Yeah, yeah,
1: there would be a roof there. Okay. Um, and then, the so the front windows of these uh, Dutch houses are very tall because the, the houses are tall and the rooms are, they were built during a time when people understood that you need 15-foot ceilings mm-hmm. in order to feel human. God bless them. In a house. Not like now, where no. they put seven-foot ceilings in a place and staple it together. And, and it. act like that's acceptable. Yeah, act like that's a house. Ugh. Anyway, so they have these big, tall windows. And generally, the girls are not on the ground floor, but they are on the second floor. So they're above the street. They're looking down at you. Percentium effect. Right. And each girl has her own window. And they have they've built a kind of, like, large closet or boudoir kind of place where there's a chair so they can sit in the chair if they want to sit in the chair there are some you know velvet curtains or whatever it's meant to look it's meant to evoke kind of a somewhat like a like a like a uh, like a joke version of luxury and the girls sit there and they're wearing a, a teddy and maybe some thigh high stockings with the garter belt and they and they try and they try and um they try and gauge the men who are walking past. Their, their, their job is to gauge your interest by how you are looking at them. Mm-hmm. And then uh, uh, with a very quick kind of assessment, decide what is the most seductive posture to strike, right? Like if you are looking at them, you're obviously shopping. And right. what type of man are you? Are you?
0: But silently, with only their, what they decide to do with their body, their face, and their movements, they need to very quickly assess what's going what's gonna to make the sale.
1: Right. And they don't want to give away too much because I think there are a lot of creeps in Amsterdam who just stand on the sidewalk and look at girls in the window, right? So they're not going to turn around and give you like some kind of ass play.
0: But she could, she could potentially put on some very high Doc Martens, put on some big glasses, sit down, start reading a book, and look a lot more Jewish, for example. Oh, my God.
1: I, I, see, this is what happened to me. Maybe now, she I'm flips
0: off to... the red light and puts on the kind of light you'd have in a coffee shop. I'm going to
1: get to this. I'm going to get to that. <laughs> so anyway, this, the, this, this, the first time I fell in love was I'm limping past these girls, and the girls are all beckoning, and there's one of these girls. Most of the time, I am not, I'm not susceptible to this kind of fake. I do not like uh, red teddies, for instance. I do not like red lingerie at all. No. Let's just say that. I don't, like what, no, what, I don't like too much makeup. I don't like the look of a woman who is trying to be a prostitute. Mm-hmm. But God, there is this one girl in the window there, and she's not making a big show of like beckoning. She's actually looking me in the eyes and, say, and communicating with her eyes, hey, come on, come on in. Let, let me take care of you. And I was, I was frozen in my tracks. And uh, I look up and, I'm, and, I'm, and I, I have all this the, this primordial feeling of like, I want you to take care of me. That is what I need right now. I am alone in a strange place and I have an injury and I am cold. <laughs> Actually, now that you mention it. And, and my socks are damp. <laughs> and I, I want to be cared for in this way that you are suggesting with your eyes. And all the other girls who are in the windows next to you, I, they all disappeared, and I just had this tunnel vision of this one girl, and of course, you know, my response was that I, like, shyly looked away and hobbled off up the street. I think, I think, and part of me thinking that she would chase after me,
0: <laughs> uh, but of course, she was in her underwear. She would put up, put up a single finger as uh, if to say, no, 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 wait, and she wait, would wait, dash wait. out.
1: And she'd put on a trench coat. And come running after me, and then we would go. Maybe an
0: orange flight suit.
1: We we would go get on a on a steamship, and we would go to America. Uh, mm-hmm. So that was the first time. But then the re- the the, the be the
0: hooker with the heart of guilders.
1: Could it could have been? And, and we were still using guilders at the time. Mm-hmm. But the other time, in the much worse time, the I was sec- walking, the
0: second window love affair.
1: Second window love affair. I was walking through one of the kind of twisty narrow uh, streets in the red light district in Amsterdam. And uh, it was a crowded night. It was late at night. And I think I had gone out of my youth hostel to get some ice cream, <laughs> which is h- harder to find in the red light district in the middle of the night than you might think. Hmm. If I was running a red light district, I would have the hookers, sure. Well,
0: that'd There'd be a, like in my top 20. There I would mean,
1: be I- ice cream parlors, too. Right? And there you like for, for after? Well, or just like if you're, if you're a guy and you're out mm-hmm. roaming the street with an insatiable desire that you can't, you can't quench.
0: Maybe you're not ready yet. You want something that's a treat, but you're right. not ready to, for the commitment.
1: Exactly. You want a little treat. You want a, a, little, treat a, a little, little treat and
0: A little treat and a little time.
1: <coughs> so I'm looking for ice cream. I can't find it. I'm going through this, these narrow, winding streets. And the streets are full of men from all over the world. Creeps from all over the world. Like you, you, you're walking through these streets. and I'm talking about one o'clock in the morning, and every person that you see would be the creepiest guy in <laughs> in the town where he grew up. Right? I mean, they're just creeps from all over, and they're leering, and they're they've got slobber. <laughs> they're they're bad men. They have stains on their pants, dander, dander, and it, so on. These narrow streets. The girls are not. A, a flight up they're not looking down at you from their tall windows they are in little cubbies right at eye level right at street level and Oof. the streets are very narrow there so you don't you're not even really standing 10 feet back you're like looking at her right through the glasses
0: do the guys keep moving and get out of the way or do they pause in front of windows Oh, they pause oh so it's like uh, it's like when you got to get the um when people trying to get the samples at costco
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah. And it's exactly like that. You're, you're pushing your way through a crowd and there are people milling around these windows and the, the women are trying to, the women are very much in control Mm -hmm. or at least they're trying to project that they're in control of the situation and they keep the doors locked. Right. And, and in a lot of cases it's, it's not even a window. It's just a, a door with a window in it. So they're just standing in a glass doorway and you sounds, come over sounds
0: like a the kiana's haunted house <laughs> except
1: nobody puts nobody puts your hand in a basket of spaghetti not without copping up some gilders right that's right for 50 gilders you can come in put your hand in some cold spaghetti i'm sorry continue but so so and you and you'll see guys will walk up to these glass doors and they'll knock on the glass and the 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 woman will kind of look them up and down and if they don't have too many stains on their pants <laughs> there's not too much slobber on them they let them in and then they close the curtain and they kind of just do it right there. Yeah. Anyway, I'm walking through this alley. I'm looking for ice cream, and I am not really looking side to side. I'm not looking. I'm, I'm kind of looking at the creepy guys, and I'm looking at the girls out of the corner of my eye, as
0: you do. Sizing them but, up.
1: But I'm not trying to. I'm, I'm certainly not shopping for a girl, and I'm, I'm just looking for ice cream, really.
0: Just here. You're just you're just walking the lot. There's nothing to talk well, about yet. you know,
1: I'm in the red light district. So what are you going to do? Yeah. I'm walking through, and it's just one kind of girl in a red teddy after another, and I'm just like, blah, 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 a girl in a red teddy. And then I see this girl out of the corner of my eye, and she is my platonic ideal. I don't know what it is about her, I accept that it is everything about her, my platonic ideal. And I look at her out of the corner of my eye, and I am surrounded by people, by men who are a, a foot shorter than I am, right? So I'm... And in the and in the Netherlands, men are very tall, but most of these men who are here creeping around in this alley are not from the Netherlands. Do mm-hmm. you get me?
0: They oh, are, no, they're from the Danderlands.
1: They are the creeps from their other places. And I look at her out of the corner, very much out of the corner of my eye, and I'm an expert at this. <laughs> but she is looking right at me. Oh, God. And I go... Ooh. And my... Uh, and
0: despite all your training, did you turn?
1: Despite all my training, I... Blushed and ran. And so I, I get to the end of this alley, and I'm like, did I just run? Did she look at me and I ran? What kind of a man am I? And I said, this will not stand. I'm not going to run out of this hooker alley because this girl, this platonic ideal, who's probably not even that pretty, looked at me, caught me looking at her. I'm going to go back. And I'm gonna walk through the alley with my head held high, and I'm gonna see her, and I'm gonna nod my head like a gentleman. <laughs> and so I turn back around and I walk back through the alley. And when I get within eyesight of her little doorway, she is looking at me already. She is looking for me. And I see her, and she gives me a, a look, a very knowing look. And my uh I can't breathe. All of a sudden, I'm choking on my own Adam's apple. And I try and give what I think is like a gentlemanly nod, but what is really just uh, some kind of like spas- spastic <laughs> head motion. He, he twitched. And then I literally run <laughs> away. <clears throat> and so now I'm walking through the red light district and I'm covered in sweat. And I'm thinking, she's the most beautiful girl I've ever seen in my life. What? And, and here's the problem with being a romantic, is that it, being a romantic is noth- causes nothing but pain mm-hmm. in one's life. And, and now I have seen the most beautiful girl in the world, and she is a, uh, uh, she's standing in a doorway in a red light district. And what am I supposed to do now? I'm not Richard Gere. Mm-hmm. I'm not going to make her an honest woman. She's probably from Belarus. <laughs> And so I'm thinking to myself, I should spend 50 guilders just to be next to this girl. But also to
0: prove to yourself that you could do it, right? Well, that is the
1: question. Could Hmm. I do this? And the answer was that I didn't think I could. Uh. And so I walk around the block and I'm I'm still kind of looking for ice cream (laughs) out of the corner of my eye.
0: More than ever. (laughs) I'm hoping
1: if I just find ice cream, I can just go back to the youth hostel and try and blot this out of my mind, but I can't get her. I can't get her face out of my mind and I'm walking around and increasingly I'm not looking for ice cream and increasingly I'm being drawn back to this alley. And I, 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 so now I'm at the entrance to the alley and I'm looking down the alley and I look at her door, which I can kind of see the light coming out of and I, kind of tiptoe into this alley. Again, the alley has 500 guys in it. Tiptoe into the alley. And as soon as I, be, I come in sight of her door, she sees me as though she's looking for me. And when she sees that I'm looking for her, she gets a very knowing look on her face. And she's been, she's been unperturbable and perfectly calm. She's not putting on a show for the, all the other men in the alley. Every time I've walked past this door, the other men are invisible to her. And all she's looking at is me. She looks at me, and she makes a very subtle gesture that just says, hey, come here. And it is a, hey, come here, that says to me, you are Richard Gere. You are my Richard Gere. Come here. You and I both know it is inevitable. And I lost it. I absolutely lost it. And I ran (laughs)
0: I ran you ran again
1: I ran and Uh, I have never stopped thinking about this girl
0: oh my god John how long
1: ago was this 20 years ago oh god (coughs) who knows where she is now she's probably working in a in a a travel agency in Belarus yeah You're you're, you're like Forrest Gump I'm not like Forrest Gump. You run and you run and you run. God, I'm not like Forrest Gump. Life is not a box of
0: chocolate. Well, how do you resolve life, that, John? Life what do you, is a box of sand. Save it. How do you Now, how do you resolve this, John? You've, you've brought up a lot of tumult. How, how, how do you resolve that? You're living with that e- literally every day now. I don't think you can resolve it. So what do you do with that? I mean, that's got to be on your mind.
1: It is on my mind.
0: Mm-hmm. What, the the lesson is don't fall in love with prostitutes. I fell in I fell in love with a woman I saw for thirty seconds at a little general once. I stopped thinking about her. It, it was nineteen eighty six. I stopped thinking about a little about general.
1: Is that like a is that like mm. a piggly wiggly?
0: No, 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 no. It's like it's like a it's like a an adorable seven eleven. Oh, like a like a come and go. Mm, not in my case.
1: <laughs> See the, up in the up in the uh, the Midwest, mm-hmm. up uh, like a
0: like uh
1: Wisconsin land. They have these uh, little little convenience store is called Come and Go. That's a
0: terrible idea. And
1: they spell Come, K-U-M. Come and Go. Is it Yiddish? That's that's an an awful,
0: that's an awful, awful name. It's a
1: terrible name. And they sell cheese curds in Mm. these places. It's sure sure gonna keep me from visiting the pump chili. But anyway, these places are called The General. (sighs) It's some kind of It's too
0: painful. No, it's called The Little General. Little General. General. They they later became, uh, all got bought out by the Circle K's.
1: You know, Little General is my nickname for my, uh... (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> for your little Dutchman <laughs> for my for my little for my little toy soldier the little general anyway so you see a girl
0: for 30 seconds I can't a talk de- about it it's too painful it's Come too on. painful I shared my I, story I saw her I saw her like going in and I think she bought a pack of cigarettes and some paper towels and I just couldn't get it out of my mind until like two years ago <laughs> she smoked John she smoked she's probably
1: smoking right now wiping oh, up man. some spill she had
0: handcuffs hanging from a rear view mirror oh my god
1: my roommate in college had that boy
0: well, yeah.
1: Mm. Mm.